Today we celebrate victory. Now, I've been here long enough, many of you will know, I love Christmas. I love it. I'm a bigger guy with a thick beard. I like it cold anyway. But I love the Christmas season. But let me tell you, without today, without Easter, without the empty cross and the empty tomb, Christmas is just another day. You see, Christmas we celebrate God didn't leave us abandoned. Easter we celebrate Not only did he say, I'm here, I am with you. Easter we celebrate, I have a way for you to come back to me. That's today. And I want to take a minute and just look at someone who we just, it's like throwaway lines in scripture. It's literally like four or five verses when we talk about Barabbas. And we see here in Barabbas, we see Barabbas standing and Jesus standing on this stage before Pilate. And we look at that and say, how, how, how can the crowd say, set Barabbas free? He's a rebel. He started an insurrection. He's a sinner. How can we say, How can the crowd look and say, no, give us Barabbas. You can have Jesus. In fact, moreover, give us Barabbas. You can crucify Jesus. How? How does that happen? Last week we we celebrated Palm Sunday and we looked at this glorious entrance of Jesus on the donkey and them laying palm palm trees and palm leaves down and, and, and shouting, Hosanna, God, save us. Here it is, not even a week later. Crucify him. Give us the thug. Give us the rebel. Give us the insurrectionist. Give us him. You can have Jesus. And we look at that and we think, how? Why? And again, as, as the video said a moment ago, as Barabbas, we don't see anything here where Barabbas, we don't see anywhere in Scripture where Barabbas looks at Jesus or even looks at Pilate or even looks to the crowd and says, thank you. He just goes off on his way. He's not remorseful. He's not repentant. He just goes on about his way. How dare the crowd yell for Christ to be crucified and not Barabbas? It should have been Barabbas. But then I step back and I realize it should have been me. It should have been you. And when I read the story of Barabbas, I put myself there. That's me. 
That's you. For the punishment of sin is death. And you and I are great, great sinners. We're really good at it. Like, we can go pro at it. But the gift of God is what? Eternal, everlasting life. God showed his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We are Barabbas. And here's the thing about that. With Barabbas and he walks away and seemingly unrepentant, Christ would do it again and again and again and again because your response to his love does not negate his love for you. I love that line. God the Father treated Jesus the way we should have been treated so that we so that you and I may be treated the way Jesus is. Today, today we celebrate victory. We see what was read earlier. The empty tomb. He is not here. He is risen. Now here's what's interesting about that. If you go and you visit other religious leaders' tombs, guess what? They're still there. He is not here. He is risen. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. Right now. And I look at, and I look, just give me one moment. Because a year ago, we weren't in here together. We weren't together like this as a family. And I celebrate that as victory. I celebrate the fact that even though we weren't in here, we got to celebrate Easter last year. But there's just something about being at the pep rally. You know what I mean? You can hear about it. There's just something about being there. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus talking, saying, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though they die, yet shall they live. I love this, going back into the Old Testament, because like, I don't know if you know this, but like God's got a plan. It isn't willy-nilly thrown together. God has a plan, and he had this guy named Isaiah, and he said to Isaiah these words, on this mountain, right, Isaiah 25, on this mountain he will destroy the shroud that, shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death 
forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. You... Who are, who am I? Who are, who are you? I'm a rebel. I'm a sinner. I am hard-headed. I miss it more often than I get it. I say, yes, Lord. Yes, yes. And then sometimes when he moves, I'm like, ah, hold on. That's, that's a lot. You're asking a lot, God. Hold on. And God still has his hand stretched out towards me, never withdrawing it from me, never withdrawing it from you. Romans 6.14, for sin will have dominion over you since you are not, sin will not have dominion over you since you are not under law, but under Grace. I think sometimes we come to Christ. We have this salvation moment. And I think most of us in here have had this great salvation moment. Where we feel the Holy Spirit moving and we accept Christ in our life. And we have this salvation moment where like, I am free, I am set free. And then we go about life. And we get stuck in things and we say I better work real hard to get out of this and I am telling you that is that is not the power of the cross in you that is you trying to get yourself out of it why do we think we can dig ourselves out of the hole when we know we need Jesus for salvation friends you need Jesus for the very air in your lungs You need the Holy Spirit guiding and leading you in all that you do. For sin will not have dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Friends, stop trying to dig out under the law and recognize that you have been given grace freely. And victory isn't just about salvation it's about so much more. Second Corinthians 2.14 says this, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the imagery of that. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. He leads us in triumphal procession and then through us allows others to see him. Because when they look at us, we say, no, look, look, the one leading us. The fragrance, the sweet aroma of Christ be in you, be around you, be above you, be beneath you, be behind you. Be in front of you. May it encompass you. 
John 16, 37, I have said these things that you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. First Corinthians 15. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. There, there's this great scripture, and I've read it to you before, and, and it's just amazing. And if you haven't read the whole thing, I'm going to read a portion of it. But I would suggest today, later, you go back, read all of Revelation 21. And look at, look, 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 look what... Look what, God, look what God has for us in Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven. And I saw a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God he will wipe away every tear from their eyes there will no there will be no more death No more mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who has seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning And the end, to the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. I will be their God and they will be my children. Now later on today, if you have a chance, go read all of that. All of Revelation 21. What a great, amazing promise. What a great, amazing spiritual victory you and I have in store for us. And I also want to take a step back because I don't want to belittle this amazing spiritual victory because it is. However, we sometimes miss the part of the blessing of victory now. First John 5, 4, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. 
And this is, in, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. It, sometimes we as Christians say, man, I can't wait till Jesus comes back. And yes, we should have that hope. But friends, you and I have victory now. You and I have not only spiritual victory now, you and I can have emotional victory now. You and I can have mental victory now. You and I, the battlefield of the mind that happens in your brain every day where you wrestle with yourself, God has victory over that. You struggle with something maybe secretive, God can claim victory over that. Stop trying to work your way out of it and recognize that the Holy Spirit wants to give it to you. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says this, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. You know what separates us from the love of God? My decision to not receive it fully. That's it. Anything else? God, God overcomes all of that. But because God loves me so much, he allows me and you to choose. We have the victory. What are you choosing today? And friends... When I say we have the victory, I mean all that that encompasses. Don't just take a piece of it. There's so much more than just that little piece. Salvation's important, absolutely. But God says, yeah, yeah, but, but look at all this other I have for you. Salvation's like... The gate. There's so much more once you get past the gate. <laughs> you and I were dead on arrival, but then Christ conquered the grave. You and I were separated from a loving, righteous God with no hope of getting back to him, but then Christ ripped the veil wide open. You and I were defeated and broken, but then Christ brought everlasting victory.